You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there, you're listening to episode number 162 of the Blended Family Podcast. I hope you had a good week. I'm still struggling over here, but surviving. We're fine. Just seem to be in a bit of a funk lately. I'm fighting my way through, though, fighting every day. That's life. We have highs and we have lows. We just got stuck down a little bit in a valley, but we'll climb right out of it. And I know many of you are struggling also, but I want you to hang on. There are always brighter days ahead. I mentioned last week that I've tweaked the format a little bit for the show. Being this is the third show of the month, we will be covering a blended family issue. Today's topic is when a bio parent is absent. Once again, the first show of the month, a guest interview plus giveaway. The second show will be a self-help issue. Third, a blended family issue. And the fourth show, I will be answering your questions. Before I get into our topic today, I want to let you know that if you have a topic idea, one that I haven't covered already, or even if I have, maybe there's something you want me to cover again in more detail, please let me know. I try as much as possible to cater the show to your needs. I want to cover topics that are interesting and helpful to you. If you have a suggestion for a topic or if you have a specific guest you'd like me to bring on, let me know. Feedback, questions, topic ideas, all of it can be sent to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I also love hearing from you if you just want to say hello or if you loved a topic that you heard. Don't be shy. You are important to me, all of you, and I love getting to know you all better. That's what I love about the Facebook group. Although I'm not as active as I'd like to be, I do get in there and I try to read your posts when I can. For those who are not already part of the group, please consider joining us. Our private Facebook group is non-judgmental, and it's a great place to get to know one another better. We all need support, and some of us cannot find that support in our local communities. To join, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. All right, no other announcement today. Let's just get right into the topic. This will not be a topic that you'll all relate to. But it needs to be addressed because I know that there are many of you who are raising your kids with an absent bio parent. And if this isn't you, maybe you know somebody who is and you can share it with them. There are many reasons why a family may find themselves in this position. There could have been a death, therefore leaving you a widow or widower left to raise your kids alone. Unfortunately, there are lots of absent parents out there because Those parents have made a choice to abandon their kids, again, leaving the other parent to pick up the pieces. There are parents who are serving time in jail, others who serve in the military, and then there are others who live out of state. So perhaps they're involved, but only minimally. It can be very hard on children to not have a parent around at a young age, especially if that parent was involved in their life for some time. Sadly, in many cases, Children even think that somehow the absence of that parent is their own fault. Maybe if I behaved better, maybe if I didn't fight with my sister, maybe if I did better in school. 
So the first thing I definitely tell you to do is to make sure that your child understands that the parent's absence has nothing to do with them. That is the first thing, the most important thing. And then depending on their age, you want to be as honest as possible, but of course be age appropriate. If your ex is in jail, let's say, you may not want to share that with a five-year-old child, but there are ways to be truthful and honest without oversharing and without bad-mouthing the other parent. Before I move on, I did cover helping a child through the loss of a parent from a death, which was episode 53. So you can go back and listen to that if you find yourself in that position. I'm not going to talk too much about that today, but I will say this. If your child is struggling, I'd recommend to keep the memories of their deceased parent alive, even if you're remarried and part of a new blended family. You need to be respectful that your child has lost a parent and no step-parent can replace that. Allow them to speak about their parent when they need to. Allow them to keep pictures up in their room. And let them show their emotions, even if it makes you a bit uncomfortable. And therapy is always helpful to a child who loses a parent early in their life. Gosh, I lost my dad when I was 30, and I still found it very difficult. And I can't even imagine losing a parent as a child. So lots of support needs to be given there. But mostly today, we're talking about parents who are absent due to their own choices. Kids can take this worse sometimes than a loss from a death. Reason being, a death was out of anyone's control, so a child doesn't think they were abandoned by that parent. Plus, they have some closure with a death. But when a parent makes a choice to walk out of their child's life, the child feels this in a totally different way. It's a different kind of pain. That's when a child can internalize placing the blame on themselves somehow. And even if they don't take blame, they still have the pain of knowing that their parent doesn't want them, that the parent made some other choices. Whether that choice was to be with another family or the choice was drugs or alcohol or they just decided they don't want to be a parent, it doesn't matter. Some of these parents might pop in and out of the child's life over the years while others stay away permanently. Both harmful though, right? The parent who keeps showing up and disappearing constantly gets the kid's hopes up just to let them down again. And this happening over and over again for years can leave a child with a very low self-esteem. On the other hand, the child who is a permanently absent parent never gets to experience what it feels like to have that parent in their life. Both are bad situations but it doesn't mean that your child has to live a sorry life. There are things you can do to make it easier for them to cope, even though you can't take it all away. The first thing you should look into is therapy of some kind if your child's open to it. I've learned the hard way that children cannot be forced into therapy, but if they're openly struggling, if they are feeling less than, if they're sad, depressed, confused, get them some help. Like I said, kids will put the blame on themselves and a good therapist can help them understand not only why it's not their fault, but also help them with different coping skills. As a parent, you might want some therapy as well. You have a lot on your plate. Next, you're going to need to step up your game. And this is the sad but true reality. Many single parents out there will understand this and I've done it too. I was a single parent for some time. It's going to be a lot on you. Being both parents is exhausting. 
it's nice to have another parent in the game, even if you're divorced. Someone to help with doctor's appointments. Someone to help financially when things come up. Someone to help you make difficult decisions for your child. Even if you have an ex you don't like, it's still a parent that can help you raise the child. Without that parent involved, you are solely responsible for every decision. You will be the sole disciplinarian, the sole provider. Your child needs you and is depending on you. And I know that is a lot of pressure. So let's let's shift your perspective just a little bit here. There may not be a bright side of this that you can see, but you know me, I always find something on a good note Although it's hard to be the only parent, you can take comfort in knowing that you are in complete control. With many divorced couples, there is a constant battle going on. Disagreements on how the child should be raised, what they should wear, when visitation is, constant schedule mishaps, shared holidays, and lots of other things. Being the sole parent, you don't ever have to deal with that. You don't have to share your child. You don't have to miss important days. You don't have to worry about what's going on in the other home when you're not with them. You don't have to worry about rules being broken in the other home, the child being allowed to stay up too late or eating whatever they want. None of that. You are in complete control. That also means you don't get a break. So you need to find support for yourself. Lean on family and friends to help you through. You will need a break. You need some peace and quiet. You need to nurture your emotions because it's hard and you are trying to uphold your child and take care of them emotionally, but you need to take care of yourself too. Now, I imagine many of you have a new partner already, which is great. That is someone who can help you give you that break, who can help support you emotionally. And if they're a great partner, hopefully they will step up and help you in your parenting journey. Don't try to be a hero. If you have a partner who's willing to help, accept the help from them. However, when it comes to the kids, here's where things need to be handled with care. If the step-parent has been involved in the child's life for a long time, things will be much easier. But if the step-parent is fairly new to the family, the child may or may not accept them. And again, this all depends on the individual circumstances. One child may be overjoyed to have a new parental figure in their life, and they might latch right on. Whereas another child may still live in hope of their own parent returning. And so they might want to keep that step parent at bay. So my advice here is to allow the child to go at their own pace. Don't push a step parent onto the child, but at the same time, allow opportunities for the child and step parent to grow closer. Don't force it, just be present. Have the step parent attend school functions or games, and this will build trust, and it'll show your child that this other person has genuine interest in their life. Mainly never act as if this step-parent is a replacement for their absent parent. Even if your child is showing signs of hating their bio-parent, sometimes what they're showing on the outside isn't always what they feel on the inside, so just be very patient and let your child lead the way here. I also need to mention that if you're partnered with someone who has children of their own, this can create some extra pain. Your child who has the absent parent but living alone with you may not have noticed it as deeply, but if they see their step-siblings in relationship with their step-parent, it can really hurt because it shows them what they're missing out on. 
And it can also create lots of feelings of jealousy, sibling rivalry, nothing for you to change here. No one needs to act any different and definitely you shouldn't act any different uh, because a kid's gonna pick up on that too. I just want you to be aware of it since it could definitely be a trigger for your child. Now I wanna talk for a moment about the bio parent who's in the child's life but is very inconsistent and unstable. I already told you that this can be very hard on a kid, the not knowing the constant hoping and getting let down. It's very easy to speak poorly of that parent and you have every right to be frustrated and angry about it. After all, you are the one who's wiping the tears away and picking up the pieces when they screw up. Regardless, don't talk badly about that parent. Firstly, because it's not going to help your child to feel better to hear you say bad things about the parent that they're missing. Second, It'll make you look so bad to your child. And then your child might even blame you for their absence. So remind your child that the parent loves them. You might think this is covering up for the parent and in a way, I guess it is, but really what you're doing is you're protecting your child's heart. Sure, as they get older, they're going to learn more about the situation and you'll be able to share more. But what good can come of telling your child that their parent doesn't care about them? that their parent doesn't wanna see them. And this doesn't mean that you need to make excuses for them or for their behavior. You don't need to lie about that. So if the parent doesn't call or show up for a visit that they're supposed to, you don't need to make up a lie to cover it up. You can be honest as possible, okay? So I'm just saying, just don't tell your child something hurtful like your, your mom or dad doesn't care about you or they don't wanna see you. It might be the case, but it's not gonna help them It's not going to help them to hear that from you. You can encourage your child to stay in contact with their parent over things like FaceTime or Skype, but if this becomes an issue where the parent is constantly letting the child down, then you want to avoid setting up those things. And the same with sending letters. If it's only your child sending the letters off with no responses, it's opening up the door to heartache for them. But The FaceTime works really great for parents who wish they could be more involved, but they can't because of their job or their living arrangement. Military parents, they don't want to be away. It's just part of their job. Other parents have to move out of state for their careers. We live in a time of technology, and even though it hurts us in many ways, here's where it's a blessing, so use it. A great coping method for your child would be to encourage them to journal. They can write about their feelings or they can choose to write a journal of entries to that absent parent. They can say the things they want to say to that parent with the knowing that it's not being given. And that can look like a conversation of things they would like to tell them or it can be filled with real feelings of anger or frustration. It's okay if they have angry things to say. Writing it out in a journal is helpful because they can express themselves without worrying about how it will be received, as well as it helps them to release the emotion. There's just something about getting it out and on paper that is healing for lots of people, so it's something for your child to try. Like I said earlier, in the case of a death, keeping photos around is helpful, and that goes also for the absent parent who's alive, unless, of course, your child is not wanting the photos around. But sometimes having them nearby is helpful. You can even help them make a scrapbook or photo book or even a decorated picture frame. 
You can have them, if they have some keepsakes from their parent, you can encourage them to keep them around if it helps. But if it makes them sad, then don't. Whatever the circumstance, always allow your child to lead the way. They will let you know how they feel as long as you communicate with them, as long as you don't try to persuade them of anything or speak poorly of their parent, they'll let you know what feels right to them. And you need to give them the space to feel what they need to. Make sure that they know, most of all, that you're not going anywhere. And they'll need that reassurance and they might need even extra from you. Remember, they, they're missing that parent, so they wanna make sure that you're not going anywhere. In some cases, the absent parent will come back into the child's life. Maybe they have addiction issues that they'll overcome. Maybe they decide they made a mistake. But one day, if they do decide to come back, you need to be prepared for it. You might want to prepare your child for it, too. You both need to be prepared. They may or may not want that parent when the time comes. And that will be up to them, especially if they're much older. It's a conversation that should happen between you and probably more than once. And as they get older, their feelings and viewpoints will change. As well as as they get older, you're going to be telling them different things. Uh, you're going to be more truthful with them and honest about things that happen. Remember, just the facts, not your opinions on what you feel about that parent, just the facts. Anyway, it's a process that they need to go through and a decision that they ultimately will have to make. With a younger child, you might need to make those decisions for them, but once they're teenagers, you'll find that they have very strong opinions about what they want and who they want in their life. And ultimately, your ex deciding to not be a part of your child's life is out of your control. It's not your fault or your child's fault, and it's unfortunate, but it doesn't mean that your child is going to have a bad life. Luckily, your child has you. Maybe this is not what you signed up for, but you are more than capable and you have all the strength you need. Dig deep, it's there. Your child will one day know the sacrifices that you've made and it will all pay off. And hopefully you found love again, or you will. And with that, a person who can step up and be the missing piece, not as a replacement, but as an addition to your family and a new person that your child can have. Not that you need to, only if you want to. Like I said, you are stronger than you think and you would not have been put in this position if you couldn't handle it. So feedback can be sent to me. Again, that email is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Maybe you're a parent struggling today, helping your child cope with an absent parent. Let me know if I've left something out or if you have a tip to share that's working for you and your child. I'd love to hear from you. If this show doesn't relate to you at all, maybe you know someone who can benefit from listening to it. If so, please share it with them. And thank you so much for listening today. Next week, I'll be answering some of your questions. Until then, enjoy your week and kiss those kids. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.